Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Can you believe this? Looking to push tempo here, the Pelicans. What the Pell is up, everybody? This is Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans with your host, Elliot Clough. Thanks so much for tuning in today, folks. It's been a little bit since our last podcast with Garrett Corpening of Sports Illustrated and Sabrina Merchant of SB Nation. They joined us to talk a little bit about how Cinderius Thornwell could possibly contribute to the Pelicans in Orlando. We also talked about Brandon Ingram's ceiling, the future of Drew Holiday, and some other extra Pelicans content in there as well. Garrett and Sabrina both being members of the media covering the Los Angeles Clippers. So they've seen a thing or two when it comes to Mr. Sindarius Thornwell. The Pelicans acquiring Sindarius Thornwell kind of seeming like old news at this rate. It has been a little while since the last time we recorded, but we did get some really good content last week. So you definitely want to check it out. Check it out. Uh, of course, that episode as well as our episode with Kevin Barrios. Barrios? I think it's Barrios. I don't remember of the bird rights. So really good content from last week. Also, before we get started on today's podcast, make sure you're heading over on Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening. You're hitting follow, subscribe, and leaving that rate and review. Again, folks, that really, really, really helps us out. We would really, really appreciate it if you would go ahead and do that. Make sure to just say, hey, this is a dope Pelicans podcast. That would really, really help us out. So thanks for doing that, folks. To get started on topics at hand. If you haven't heard, the Pelicans will be airing all of their scrimmages. This is per Coach Gentry today. And we, we found out a little bit ago on Twitter as well that the Pelicans will be airing not just their scrimmages, but also those eight games that they'll be playing on Fox Sports New Orleans. Now, I'm not positive about the scrimmages, but I know that these eight games will be announced by Joel Myers and Antonio Daniels, our two favorite sports personalities in New Orleans. And then, of course, Jen Hale, um, the lovely Jen Hale doing some sideline reporting. I don't know how they're going to do that because they're actually doing it from the Smoothie King Center. So that's the thing about Jen Hale. I have no idea how she's going to do that. Not a clue, but we'll find out. And I I would assume that Antonio Daniels and Joel Myers are going to be watching these games via a stream of some sort. And because the fewer people in the bubble, the better. And if all these other teams are going to be doing this, too, that's just too many unnecessary people in there. So I'm not sure if it's just going to be on delay and they'll be showing these in. In New Orleans, a lot of the games are also going to be on TNT, ESPN, because, you know, we're starving for basketball at this at this moment in time. So 
you'll be able to watch them even if you are not living in New Orleans or you don't have NBA League Pass. You'll be able to watch them on ESPN and TNT more than likely. That'll be you'll be able to find that um, on a plethora of different platforms on the Internet. You can just Google Pelicans TV schedule and you'll be able to find it. But um yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm again, I'm very excited. Joel Meyer is one of the best in the business. Antonio Daniels, an awesome dude. Obviously, Jen Hill does great stuff as well. So, really excited to be able to hear them. If you don't follow me on Twitter, by the way, E L I O T C L O U G H, interacted with not only Joel Myers, he favorited the tweet that I put out about them announcing, but Antonio Daniels has been interacting with us talking about being on the podcast. So, we're going to try to get that figured out. Holy crap, folks. That would be awesome. I hope you stick around. If you don't know who Antonio Daniels is, if you've just been a general fan of the Pelicans, haven't watched any of those New Orleans Pelicans broadcasts, in uh, the Fox Sports New Orleans broadcasts in New Orleans, Antonio Daniels is the color announcer, uh, and he's been on shows like The Herd. He's been on uh, the, the Bird Calls. He's been on a bunch of different other podcasts. So this would be huge for us. Uh, it would be really awesome to have him on. So we're working on that. Um, and we will keep you posted on to when and if, not if, but when that happens. Really excited to have Antonio on. Genuine, good, kind dude. Just very excited to have that happen and to get some maybe inside information, get the lowdown on some Pell stuff from Antonio. So stick around for that one, folks. Anywho. Transitioning here, there's been a ton of film of Pelicans practice. If you haven't been seeing it, either you're not on Twitter or you live under a rock. The the Pelicans are are getting videotaped by not only Pelicans staff but by the NBA as well. And damn, they're looking good. Damn, they're looking good. They even made Kenny Hustle look good. So you know they're looking good. Either that or the NBA and the Pelicans are doing a really good job of finding good good film. But Josh Hart also threw down a reverse dunk, which was sick. Zoe is, is you know, dishing the ball around. Nah, Zoe and B.I. sticking around after practice, getting up shots. Always love to see that. Uh, I believe the whole team is there except Josh Gray. So we're seeing at least the last I heard. Jaleel Okafor was one of the last guys to show up. So Josh Gray might have shown up as well by now. The last I heard, those two weren't there. Obviously, we know Jaleel Okafor is there now. But the team looks like they've been getting their chemistry back. They just look smooth. They just like like their shots are just clean. We've seen a lot from Zion, which we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but but Zion looks as smooth as we've ever seen him in these these videos that we're seeing. These videos surface from from the NBA and from the Pelicans. Looks just about as smooth as he did when he was a Dookie, when he was a Blue Devil. So it's some. Um, scary scary stuff if you're watching from the perspective of other teams because this dude is out here killing it and and again we'll get back to that there's some news broke yesterday i'm sure you know of it but but we'll dive pretty deep into it here in a second gotta address some other stuff you know because we haven't been here for a while but drew and lauren holiday if you haven't heard this as well they're donating up to five point three million dollars to start a social justice fund drew said that his wife was the one who inspired him to do this it's it's just it's heartwarming at the same time i'm not surprised in the slightest these two people are just freaking phenomenal human beings the 5.3 million dollars why point three i don't get it so drew 
is scheduled to make that amount of money, assuming that the Pelicans make the playoffs and it's up to 5.3 million. So based on some incentive things, he could make $5.3 million for the remainder of the season. So he's just donating the rest of the money that he makes for, for 2020, the, the remainder of this season. Um, I guess the story goes, Drew says that they were just around the house and Lauren said, why don't you donate the remainder of your, your money? And <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, but Drew was like, yeah, that's awesome. You're awesome. And I'm just like, I'm not surprised at all. This dude has just continued to do incredible things over and over and over it's it's difficult to make New Orleans love this guy more than what we already do. He's, I mean, he stuck around when AD left. He's been a part of the community. He loves New Orleans, wants to stay around New Orleans doing this. $5.3 million. That is not a small amount of money. And, I mean, he's got a baby, I believe another baby on the way. This is just awesome. This is just awesome stuff. And... and Per Sporting News, I haven't heard this anywhere else, so whether it's credible or not, uh, don't hold it against me. This is I, I was trying to figure out where this money exactly would be going, and the only place that I found it was SportingNews.com. So if this is untrue, my apologies, but I was curious, and I figure you would like to know as well. It's a social justice fund. That's what we were told on a majority of the things that I found, uh, a majority of the articles. They just say... They're starting a social justice fund and Dwight Howard donated a bunch of money and Patty Mills donated a bunch of money and other players donated some money. So nothing necessarily specific. So this is what I found, again, per SportingNews.com. They didn't say where they got the information, so I'm assuming they got it. But most of the money will be dedicated to nonprofits, black-owned businesses, and citywide initiatives that seek to bring about equitable outcomes for black and brown communities in New Orleans, Los Angeles and Indianapolis. So the connections, if you're wondering, New Orleans, obviously the Pelicans, Los Angeles, that's where Drew is from. I don't know if Lauren is from Indianapolis, but I also know that his two brothers play in Indianapolis. So there might be another tie that I'm just not aware of. But I know that's where his brothers play. They, they played each other, of course, early on this season. It was the first game where I believe three brothers were all on the same court at the same time or, or something like that. Uh, so. I'm, I actually spent some time in Indianapolis for a postgraduate internship. So, so this is a little bit near and dear to me as well. Golly, just good people. You just don't run into people like that very often. And I mean, you can say all you want on Twitter. You can virtue signal to the cows come home. But if you're not actually doing stuff and seeking to provide for people and help with those who are, who may be struggling or, or who are down in their luck and stuff like that and, and who face racism. Just good people. Good, good people. And they're from our city, folks. They're representing our city. And they're helping our city. And that's just so freaking cool. Golly. I love it. I love every second of it. For those of you who don't know, I'll share the link in the description as well, but it was on my Twitter as well. I was on a radio show today with Greg Greg Larnard of ESPN 1420 in Lafayette. 
The name of the show is The Word with G. G had me on today around 5.25, 5.30. And then the 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 actual show is recorded. So I can share that with you as well. That'll be, that is actually on my Twitter and that'll be in the description here. But we talked a little bit about this today. We talked about the possibility of shipping Drew away this off season. And this has been a topic for, you know, months. It was a topic before the trade deadline. It's been a topic for a while just because Drew didn't, he didn't have his best season. That's, that's well documented. Drew did not have his best season this year, but well, one, he's an incredible human being. Two, he doesn't want to leave new Orleans. Three had his best. I mean, Lonzo played his best when Drew was on the floor. I don't know what you're going to get, and I need to know what type of package you're going to get before I'm saying, okay, Trey Drew Holiday. But I I just, yes, I'm, I'm going to say it again. Incredible human being. He and his wife are awesome. But this dude can play. One of the most, I mean, he is arguably the most underrated player in the NBA and has been as such for a long time. Premier defender, the defender, other than maybe Derek Favors for this team. So, I mean, package all of that into the human being that Drew is. No, he's not the most vocal guy. No, he's not the vocal leader for this leader for this team. Leads by example. But Drew, he's a gem. I think the Pels, if they decide to trade him, will regret it. I really believe that. I really, really believe that. There was a lot of pressure on him going into this season. A lot of us know that. Talked about David Griffin saying that he could beat some single season record, if I remember right. I don't remember exactly what it was. But this just, the idea of moving on from Drew just doesn't make any sense. Unless you can go out and get some stud at the 3-4, play opposite of B.I. who can guard the 2-3-4, which is what we've talked about for the last like six months, four months, (laughs) basically from the get-go. It's a big need that the Pelicans have. But if you can get a two that can guard a two and a three or a three that can guard a two, three and four, then I'd be open to it. Not just guard, but make shots and let Zion and BI be the main focal point of the offense, but also make shots when called upon to do so. I've talked about Jeremy Grant. That's the ideal. If you can do a sign and trade with Denver, Kevin Berrios has said, Michael Bridges, but they got to be able to get some good value. And I don't know that, you know, totaling all of what Drew is, I don't know that you can get that type of value for another from another team. And I will stand Drew Holiday till the day I die, folks. Huge Drew Holiday guy. Huge. Well, now we had to talk about it eventually. So, news broke this morning. Well, a couple different things, and we'll talk about the latter in a second, but uh, all pertaining to to Zion. Zion is, he has left the bubble. Uh, News broke that he is leaving for a family emergency. By what we can tell, it's, it's medical. Uh, as to what it is exactly, I'm not sure. I think it's safe to 
think that it's not COVID related just because if it was, I don't think Zion would leave the bubble just for chance of contracting it. But I don't, I don't want, I don't want to speculate any further than that because that's not necessarily our business. That's not necessary. But one thing I can say is this sucks. You know, prayers up for Zion and his family. We can't, we cannot knack Zion for this. We cannot say anything negative about Zion for this. Family comes first, especially right now. Pray to God it's not serious as as they may think. We don't really, we, again, we don't know what it is, who it is in his family. But pray it's not as serious as we may think. Pray that Zion can return and return healthy and happy and have his family in, in, intact. But there is no timetable for his return at the moment. We know that he will be required to quarantine for four days minimum when he returns. It'll be more if he doesn't get tested every day while he's gone, and it'll be up to 14 or 14 days minimum. I'm not sure if it's up to or minimum, but 14 days if he tests positive when he returns as well, he'll have to quarantine for 14 days. So what it's looking like right now is that he's probably going to miss all the scrimmages. The NBA starts back up. The Pelicans have their first game on July 30th. That's two weeks, a little less than two weeks from today. So, uh, I, it's, I don't think it's fair to guess until we hear anything that's set in stone. Not necessarily about his family's medical situation, but Zion's return. So, we'll see what happens. There's... There's no guarantee when he returns, but there is hope that he does make it back for that for that July 30th opener against the Jazz. Again, prayers up for Zion. This freaking sucks. It sucks for a whole lot of reasons, but for the main reason being that Zion's probably scared and, and worried for his family, whatever the situation may be. Uh... And not just Zion, but but his family in its entirety. So, if you're a religious person, send up some prayers. If you're not, send some good vibes to South Carolina and Spartanburg because Zion and his family can can use it for sure. In the meantime, Coach Gentry said the Pelicans will use their scrimmage games to test a few different lineups, test a few different things. So, we'll be seeing who's going to get Zion's minutes until he returns. I would guess it'd be a little more of Melly off the bench and JJ will go ahead and start. I would assume JJ would start, but I don't know. Zoe, JJ, Drew, B.I., Derek. That's what I'm going to assume is going to be the starting lineup. But I don't know. You, you could throw Melly in there just because he's a bigger body. I'm assuming it's going to be JJ, but could be a possibility i'm gonna assume that Melly's gonna get a little more minutes obviously jj will as well and then jackson hayes because the pelicans will be less likely to play small ball in this situation because Melly is not gonna play center i mean like he's a small ball four big ball three big ball i guess big ball three but i don't see him playing the five really i think that'd be weird i think he's gonna get just shredded defensively if that happens but We'll see. I mean, it'll also depend on Derek Favors' fitness. 
with whether or not Jackson Hayes plays very much. But the Pels will be playing a lot less small ball. Uh, that, that's what I'm assuming. I would be pretty surprised if they threw Melly at the five. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But here's, here's the thing about Zion's absence. And again, this is not desirable. This sucks. This is not what we want as Pelicans fans. I think it's fair to say that the Pelicans can absolutely still make the playoffs even if Zion can't make it back. 100% believe that. Not necessarily that they just can, but that they will. Before we go any deeper, got to acknowledge a couple things. Yes, Pelicans have gotten used to playing with him and having him being around now, 19 games, 19 of the last 20 games he played. Yes, this can be a bit demoralizing. You get into a situation like this, you think the, the team's rolling, Zion's back, he's fit, and then the, the ground just gets pulled out from underneath you. One of your best players is out. Guy who's scoring 23.6 points per game, averaging 6.3 rebounds, I want to say. Just gout, just, just gone for you don't know how long. And to pair with that, this is a young team. So it likely affects them more mentally than it would a veteran-centered team or a veteran-clustered team. Like the Lakers, assuming, at least initially with that loss of Avery Bradley, pair that now with Rajon Rondo, and we know playoff Rondo, and it's a bit different. But still... Like for the Los Angeles Clippers, should Landry Shamet not get healthy for whatever reason, at least not soon, there's no reason to suspect that he's going to be sick for a long time. But should Landry Shamet be out for a little bit longer with COVID or for whatever reason, I trust the Clippers to bounce back better than younger teams like the Pelicans, like the Suns. Do I think the Pelicans will be fine? Yeah. But youth does play a factor in this type of thing. So, two, three things to acknowledge when I do say that I still believe that the Pelicans are going to make the playoffs with or without Zion. And this is, again, this is all speculation. We don't know when he comes back. What I am saying is that the Pelicans will be okay. They'll be better than okay. They'll be, they'll be, they'll be pretty formidable. So here's the thing is that the Pelicans got rolling in December. If you're a Pelicans fan and not just joining on the bandwagon because of Zion, you know that. Pelicans got rolling in December. This is before Zion returned, way before Zion returned. The offense looked cohesive. Zoe stepped up in a big way. B.I. started looking like the most improved player of the year. And J.J. started being the vocal leader that this team needed. They didn't make this ascent to nearly the eight seeds solely because of Zion, believe it or not. <laughs> this team was winning games, winning games, way before Zion returned. Beat the Grizzlies 126-116 to 116 without Zion. That's a big win. I'm sure there's other ones that I'm just... They beat the Trailblazers twice? Maybe three times before Zion came back? I want to say twice. 
swept trailblazers in general this season. If anyone out there is not giving the Pelicans a chance, it's like they didn't watch the Pelicans play basketball this season. It's like, I mean, for God's sake, B.I. got ranked the 47th best player in the bubble. What the hell is that? You're telling me Jaron Jackson Jr. is better than Brandon Ingram. Brooke Lopez, better than Brandon Ingram. Robert Covington, better than Brandon Ingram. De'Aaron Fox is damn good, but he ain't better than Brandon Ingram. And this is just in the first less than 10 ahead of him. Malcolm Brogdon is better than Brandon Ingram. Danilo Gallinari. Marcus Smart. Gordon Hayward. Shea Gilgius Alexander is not better than Brandon Ingram. What the heck? Ja Morant. Folks, Fred Van Vliet? DeMontis Sabonis. This list is trash. Jalen Brown is not better than Brandon Ingram. I would go as far to say as Donovan Mitchell could, that could be arguable. I mean, wow. Panel of six experts, Tim Bonkamps, Bonkamps, Kurt Goldsberry, Tim McMahon, Kevin Pelton, Jorge Sedano, Andre Snellings. The only one I've heard of in there is Tim Bontemps because he put an article together with Andrew Lopez, the the Pelicans beat writer for ESPN. But this list is garbage. I wasn't necessarily planning on putting this together, putting this in as part of the podcast, but it's kind of necessary because that is utter trash. And we're going to continue to talk about this for a while. I'm going to put an article together about that on the bird rights for sure. Because that is, again, I try not to swear on this podcast, but what the fuck is that? What the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, God. That is just complete and utter garbage. B.I. is in the running for most improved player of the year for a reason. And, folks, I'm going to read you his stat line from this year. And you will be shocked that... Anybody that I listed is ahead of him because just compare the stats. Just compare them. Holy shit. B.I. put up 24.3 points per game this year. One steal, 4.3 assists, 6.3 rebounds, and shot 38 Point seven percent from three and 46 percent from the field played in 56 games started all 56 games all-star i don't think any of the players that i listed were all-stars oh my god what the f- uh. hmm yeah i'm gonna be talking about that for a while I've been talking about Kenny Hustle and that <laughs> that two three four guarding position for a bit for for a very large reason, but I'm going to continue to talk about that for a while because that is bull crap, and I'm just floored. That is freaking ugh. okay. Anywho, this team is plenty capable. They'll continue to run the floor just like they did all season. They'll continue to move the ball well just like they did since December. B.I. will be the primary scorer and show those dumbasses 
who's number 47. Good lord. Scoring down low will be a concern. I mean, yes, Derek Favors going to be great. I mean, not necessarily great, but he's going to Derek Favors is going to be good. He'll be all right in his 24 minutes game, assuming he plays a little bit more just depending on his fitness and stuff like that. Uh, in these eight games and then in the playoffs. But, I mean, another good thing is energy. The Pels are going to get that from Jackson Hayes, from Josh Hart, guys off the bench. I mean, Jackson Hayes, one big dunk and you're good. There's that energy. Might not be quite to the level that Zion brings just because he's, I mean, otherworldly talented. But I certainly believe, pun intended, the Pelicans will be absolutely fine. They will be just fine. Let's all take a breath and remember the turnaround that they made this season. It'll all be good. It'll all be good. Before you go anywhere, make sure you're going to leave a rate and review on this podcast you're subscribing you're following on all the different platforms and if you are listening on apple podcast make sure to leave that rate and review do it again folks that helps us out so freaking much and we will love you forever if you do that pretty pretty please and thank you with a cherry on top Make sure to go follow at E-L-I-O-T-C-L-O-U-G-H on Twitter, Elliot Clough, that is on the Twitter. And while you are on Twitter, make sure you go follow Believe on that platform, also on Instagram and Facebook. And you can check out all of their other podcasts on Believe.com or just head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening to this podcast right here. And you can check out some more Pelicans coverage on the Bird Rights and Fansided's Hoops Habit website. Just scroll down to the New Orleans Pelicans and click that, that, uh, that button on Hoops Habit. Don't forget to check out that appearance by yours truly on Words with G on ESPN 1420 in Lafayette, Louisiana. And got any thoughts, questions, concerns about the podcast? Make sure you're responding to this tweet if you found it on Twitter or just, you know, at me out of the blue, at us out of the blue, and we will get you those answers and we will direct you to the correct person should you have any concerns. Well, folks, Thanks for tuning in. This was Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.